What? Bruh. What? What? Yo. What? What? Exclusive. Power Rangers getting film and TV treatment from from the Jonathan Entwistle. Dude. 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 Wait, 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 wait. wait. Dude. What? What? Dude. <laughs> what? Dude. Oh Dude. <laughs> what? Breaking news. Oh my gosh. What? Where? Jonathan Entwistle on um Hollywood Reporter. Oh my God. This is insane. Bruh. He's doing film both. and television. Oh my God. Film and television. Film and television. Bruh. He's doing both. Yo, can I? Can, ooh. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Don't, they, they, they cannot do this to me. They can't, they can't do this to us. They can't. They can't. They can't. Uh, oh my gosh. Are they really trying to up the ante for this season? Hold up. The next series. The next series of screen adaptations, plural. The next series of screen adaptations of Power Rangers, blah, 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 blah. But as opposed to the recent efforts, which focus primarily on the big screen, the new initiative will in, will see Entwistle overseeing and directing both film and television oh, adaptations. He's directing... The move comes as E1, the production banner acquired by Hasbro in late 2019, becomes more active in the development and the production of adaptations of Hasbro-based brands. A Power Rangers feature was previously in development by Entwistle at Paramount, but now the reins have been taken over by E1 while Entwistle is seeing his involvement deepen and branch out. Entwistle will act as a conductor of a connected story universe that will bridge across multiple platforms. Jonathan, quote, Jonathan has an incredible creative vision for this iconic and hugely successful franchise and is hands down the right architect to join us as we reimagine the television and film worlds of this property, end quote, said E1's film president Nick Meyer and global television president Michael Lombardo in a joint statement. The working across platforms is to be a norm going forward as is working with name talent quote across our slate we are looking forward to working with the most talented storytellers as we take on hasbro's rich fan favorite brands and build entertainment universes around them end quote the duo said this is unbelievably this is un quote this is an unbelievable opportunity to deliver new power rangers to both new and existing generations of awaiting and adoring fans will bring the spirit of analog into the future, harnessing the action and storytelling that made this brand a success sent said and twistle. And then they give a rundown of what power Rangers is. Okay. We all know that. In 2017, Lionsgate produced and released a feature that rebuted the title, making it less kid friendly and gave it more, Gave it a more brooding YA edge, young adult. The pick failed right. at the box office, grossing only $142 million worldwide on a budget of around $100 million, and plans for a series films, a series of films were scrapped. Entwistle created um, Effing World, that Netflix show, and co-created the series I'm, I'm Not Okay With This. Both series were centered on teens coming to grips with growing up and were praised for their writing with the former, with the former winning a Peabody and a British Academy Television Award. He is repped by CAA and Grandview. Um, um, did, wait, wait, was the effing world on, on um, 
on Netflix? Yes, it was. Yeah, I was right. Yes, it was. It's, it's yeah, the it end was. of the effing world. Yes. Okay, correct. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we're kind of, co- I'm kind of, this is breaking. Um, This is breaking news. And, um, yeah. Uh, Girl, I'm spazzing. Um, <laughs> and we will definitely cover more about this on our, on an upcoming episode. You know, this was our, this was our, you know, comics review and, and comics everything and, uh, and having people coming back on the show to promote their stuff. And this was breaking just as we're recording. Uh, so yeah, um, we don't know much more information other than what this article is saying from the Hollywood reporter, but the headline power rangers getting film and tv treatment from i'm not okay with this co-creator and it's an exclusive by boris kitt from like i said the hollywood reporter yeah this right here is insane is insane insane i'm spazzing (laughs) this is insane this, oh there are God. so many questions and, and I, we will, we will definitely go more into it with the rest of the cast. I mean, the cast, our cast, our crew, sorry. Uh, like we knew like what <laughs> class we know. We don't, we don't know anything. We have no idea. We have no idea, but this is insane. And, um, I'm glad I have a backup recording of this. <laughs> <laughs> Very glad. <laughs> <laughs> like legit we were just we like we were like on we were on we were, we were about to like talk with um ryan parrot and prepping for the interview and uh things were running a little bit behind because of technical difficulties not on our end but on on their end unfortunately and i'm kind of glad it did <laughs> Like when Yo. I told you, when I said, when I said a lot of stuff is happening this week, I'm not joking. I was not joking. You are not joking. I'm not joking. So. Yo. This is crazy. This is insane. This is crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Oh okay. Um, back God. to your regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa J here, another episode of No Pink Spandex, and I am joined by Spy. Hey, Spy. Hello, hello. And Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Good, good. How's that? Hey, what's up? So, another episode without Jeremy, right? The good news is that we have heard from him again, and he is on the mend. So, you know, you just need sometimes you just need a little break, right? When you you're not feeling so great, and you just need a little break, man. Cause like, oh gosh, during these times, man. Even if I catch a little sniff, I'm just like, I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> Shut it down. <Okay. laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, we hope that he uh, gets better and that uh, he returns uh, on the next uh, few episodes, okay? 
But today we have a very good show for you. Okay, we today are going to be covering some news, right? We're going to be reviewing the comic Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 55. And we're going to have a very special guest, which you probably already know because it probably is in the title of the show. It's probably already in the description of the show, so you already know. But first, let's get to the news, okay? Brought to you by yours truly, because we we in toy land. We, we in the toy realm. And, you know, it was just getting a little quiet. <laughs> so, uh, you know, according to my sources, we got Wave 8, the main figures, on deck. Okay? So, we have, for you, we got Donald Thunder Blue. Okay? We got Ooh. Lost Galaxy Red. Okay? We got uh. SPD Pink. Oh. And we have Zeo Green. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Uh, there's no release date at the moment because literally, like, Wave 6 is in the stores. Wave 7 is in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> and so Wave 8 needs to chill for a second. Uh, but the allotment per case for these figures there'll be three dino thunder blues two lost galaxy reds two spd pinks and one zeo green thoughts such from the panel <laughs> such a weird mix there's such a weird mix thoughts from the panel mm, so the only one i'm excited about is zeo green you <laughs> want the reddest one of the case, <laughs> right? That's the only one I'm actually caping for. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so maybe Hasbro got that wrong because they're putting three Lost Galaxy Reds and only no, one, two. two. Oh, oh, three. Two, is two, two reds, two pinks, one green, three blues. Yeah, I don't even know what to say about <laughs> what they they predict is going to sell, but. I guess they did this based on something. I, I, look, I just, it's yet again, you have, you have the, I would say the less popular Blue Rangers are like, put three of them in there. I'm just like, why? They did it with, um, they did it with the Beast Morphers, Blue. They did it with, I feel like they did it with another Blue. I, I, I might be wrong, but yeah man it's um i'm not gonna lie i'm loving me that there are two two pinks right because normally that's the short packed one that's the one that's like that's true you know so i'm just like oh all right she's she's popular she's popular (laughs) y'all could you know spd is pretty popular though so i could see it this is nice but like one zero green though, that's odd to me. It is odd. Yeah, to me. Adam is pretty popular, I would think. Right, right. Now it's gonna be extremely popular because there's only one of him. Like it's crazy. <laughs> and then there's no Mighty Morphin in this box. <gasps> there is not. There is not. I they probably were like, look, listen, we 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 know wave seven. We know. We understand. We know. Okay. <laughs> wave eight do. will make it up <laughs> <Yeah>. right <laughs> right 
We have Mighty Morphin y'all out for now. But we coming back. We coming back, but like, but though, like, like we we get it. <laughs> like, like once they gave me, they gave us two Tommies. I was like, y'all know what? Okay, let me, I'ma just, let me, I'ma head out. Like, this is not. Like, this is not. <laughs> Jeez. And not just like two Tommies, but like two Tommies that have already been out. You know what right. I mean? I'm like, really now? So, right. So that's what got now. Although I love me, my, I love me my mullet Tommy though. So you know, like that's a good sculpt. It, it really is mullet Tommy's fire. But they were just like White Ranger. Change anything? Nah. <laughs> just put it out there. Again. Just put it out there. <laughs> Although I kind of appreciate it because I don't want to buy any more than I than I have to. <laughs> that's funny. Wow. Well, no, I think I think for me I would pick up a I pick up a couple more because I. Think I later. just have one. Yeah, I just have the one. Yeah, so I just like no, we can't do that. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm I'm like low key. I'm glad that they like just re released it without any change. <laughs> low key. I'm gonna have to do the same with Leo here. I think they might do something different. I think they might add a little something so that you don't feel like that freaking annoyed. You know. Because all the people who bought those two packs feel like, really though? Yeah, especially with the psycho right. pack. So, I think. Well, maybe they, they're going to give him a dirty drunk. face. Yeah, maybe give him a different. Oh, <laughs> people are stupid. People are just like, yo, I want me to shirtless Leo. I'm like, because right. <laughs> 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 <Torso. laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know, but like, there are possibilities for some accessories in there i would like to you know see some different sure. accessories so that awesome. people don't feel completely like y'all wasting my time you could remold packs. those wolverine dog tags and give them to him they're his brothers now there we go <laughs> <laughs> there we go they might even put a, um, a mic head in there for magnet oh <laughs> listen you want to put a you want to put a uh, some just 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 a soul mic head in a Leo box. That's just wrong. <laughs> That's just wrong. That's his brother. That's his brother. <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong. It's a symbolic of the destiny that he could never fulfill. Exactly. It just seems like, oh, bro, he really did fall off that cliff. He really did. Like, he is in his head. Like, I no, I'm good. It's all I'm good to hold on to. I'm good, though. I'm good on that. So, uh, but yeah, I, um, I, I'm, I'm feeling this wave. You know, I, I know people had their, their, um, disappointment with, with Leo again, but I, I am feeling this wave. This is a nice, eclectic wave you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh, and them finishing out the teams that we that are currently out I'm yeah here that's for nice it. so i am here for it now, SPD feels like it's on its way to like a destination now yeah man <laughs> right yeah man shoot so we just missing yellow green and cat and nova Child. Give me that Nova. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Um, so yeah, I think I'm, 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 I'm here for it. I am here for it. And yeah. for the pe- and for the people who might be doubting that this is correct and accurate, let the record show. Let 
I repeat, let the record show that I was correct, all the way correct, with wave seven. Okay? Okay? All the way correct. So let the record show. So I just, I understand people are just like, oh, well, you know, to be on the safe side, we're going to say rumor. You be on our safe side, boo. I know that I'm correct. (laughs) 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 Confident McGee over here. We'll find out. Child, go find out. (laughs) Go ahead. Because I know I'm correct. I know I'm right. Okay. So uh, I'm very confident because, you know, I'm not going to lie. With uh, with the uh, wave seven, with that putty situation, I was just like, "Child, are you sure it's a putty and not a Zio? Are you sure?" Right? And 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 then we were going back and forth. Me like, "No, it actually makes sense that it's putty." You know, it, it they you know whoever said that it was Zio putty, they're mistaken. It's not Zio putty. That was just an error. Nah, nah, be. So like we went back and forth. I was I was going back and forth with my sources. I was just like, listen, don't let me look crazy out here. So, therefore, I was right. <laughs> anyway, sometimes you gotta toot your own horn because you know you gotta let the people know. But uh, yeah, I mean, other than that news. A little other bit of news that happened, um, I guess, in the spirit of Halloween, Pumpkin Rapper has been added to Legacy Wars, correct? Legacy Wars. Yes. So that has been the thing. And, And we are on the precipice of Morphin Meat. Renegade Game Studios is having... A virtual event all about their tabletop games, plural games, uh, games, uh, uh. so you guys can go to powerrangersgaming.com and sign up for that and check out all the panels and sign up for uh, live demos and things that sort of, I, you know, I lost my train of thought. Just sign up for the thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to say one thing. I'm just like, what am I saying? So... Y'all know what we do around here, okay? We talk, we gab, we hee-hee, ha-ha, and we shop on Amazon. Because <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. I'm not going to lie to you. My Amazon bill is out, is out of control. It's literally, it's literally out of control, especially for the pandemic. It is out of control. And what I am thankful for Amazon is their return policy. <laughs> Their return policy has extended for the holiday season. So I think almost anything that you buy now, they've extended their 30-day window, I think 30 days to like 90 days or something like that. Oh, or wow. to Yeah, I think, no, I, 90 days, or I guess, the, and maybe depending on the item, like it could even extend to um, 2021, you know, something like that. So Whoa. okay. So... You know, if you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm getting a gift, but I don't know if my if the person will like it, need not be afraid because of the extended return policy. What you're going to do is bookmark nop.ink slash Amazon and shop for that special somebody, that loved one, and 
when you're opening the gifts and you don't have to be like, oh my gosh, I can't return this. Yes, you can. If they don't like it, they can return it. <laughs> exchange it for something else. Please exchange it because if you if you use our link, right, then we get a little change that comes to us. And then when you return it, they take it away from us. So just exchange it. Yeah, no, there are so many options from Amazon. So go ahead. Bookmark NLP.INK slash Amazon. Support No Pink Spandex. And I thank everybody who has supported us thus far. And I'm not lying when I say my Amazon bill is crazy. I'm not lying. I am not lying. I I shop there all the time. I'm literally buying some um, organizational things for the house because... I'm very proud of my mom. My mom is like, she's getting her organization and she's learning from me. You know what I mean? Like there's certain things that she's like, oh, I could, I could put this in this. I'm just like, go ahead, mom. But we are going to need some more bins, some more things in order to get our organizational lives in check. So, come on. Come on. NOP.INK slash Amazon book market today. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest, a return guest to the show. All right. Writer, producer, makes everything nicer. <laughs> Melissa Flores is back in the building. How you doing? Good. You, you forgot dog owner. Um, dog owner. Cat beater. Um, All right. Wannabe workouter. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> listen. We're all very aspirational, and uh, you know, certain things, certain things, gonna have to be put on the back burner, right? Now. How are you? Certain how are you guys doing? Doing great. great. Thank you so much for having me. Now, listen, Melissa. Okay, you were such a fan favorite, and uh, you know, you got some things that you beforehand you were just like you know i'm working on some things and you know i can't really talk about right now whatever but now we could talk about some of the things and talk about one of the things yes i'm so excited yes so but but before we get to the things okay? okay now we are at the moment at the time of this recording where the beast morphers team up episodes are airing and we are midway okay we are midway right. you're gonna um, have to tell me exactly where you are because I'm really <laughs> honest, I don't know. <laughs> we're up to the the i guess it's a three-parter and it's the second episode where oh got it got this is the monster episode the monster episode okay yes, i got you i, I I'm, I'm with you now okay yes ma'am so my i'm not gonna lie to you my main question is and maybe you have some insight on in this you could tell me go kick rocks lisa i would never <laughs> now with that episode i found it very clever however there were certain dumb things so we was... noticed <laughs> that were uh a bit off okay uh, and that for example the clips that were used mm-hmm. for the for the monsters yeah and for the various different rangers or whatever that they were referencing uh uh the the, the voices were a little uh, a little different a little different were they were they redubbed all of them wow all of them so <laughs> So what 
what how why <laughs> where um, why let me just say i have no part in post <laughs> i mean i did give notes on post but that was never my choice um I honestly don't actually know if I were to speculate, um, because I think this was right about the time when I was, uh, out. Mm. Um, so I can't tell you exactly what happened, but what okay. I, based on prior experience, um, when we gave Kyle the masters to a lot of these old episodes, uh, they didn't have the, the voice stems separate oh, really? from the FX stems. Which made it very difficult. He actually did have to redub a couple people. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I remember this so, story. Okay. Yeah. So if, you know, I mean, obviously I don't think they've gotten new masters in between them. So if it was going to be anything, I would assume it'd be that. Um, but I can't say for sure. Okay. Okay. Yes. I yeah. do remember the Kyle story where, yeah, everything was just mixed down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and nothing was separated. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, and I and I get it. I understand. You know, running a show, right? There are yeah. certain uh, voices that are not going to be exact. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, there were some that were. It was. It was. It was kind of difficult. So then. So now. So that, okay, that, that that was my answer. That was my question for the, the game. Okay. Uh, yeah, I wish it was more controversial, but I swear to God, it wasn't. Like, I think that's that literally might maybe that's it. I don't know for sure, but right. if I were to venture a guest, it was probably they couldn't make it work right. because now, the stems weren't split. Now, were you around where? Because like now we've also gotten some news about even more tabletop games. For no, that was a surprise to me too. Okay. You're talking about the D and D thing that they're doing, right? The D and D collaboration. Yes. Um, I'm actually very excited about it because that is something I really, really, really wanted to happen, and I really, really did try to um get to know a lot of people at Wizards, and um mm. to try to make something like that happen. So the fact that it did happen, uh, through absolutely no uh no influence of my own, completely on its own um whatever that team is doing they're obviously doing something very cool because i'm excited about that that's really fun um and i'd like to think hyperforce had it had a was a precursor to something like that but either way it's very cool that it's happening yeah because uh because a lot of people were were ecstatic that like oh yes they're using 5e as as they're great but then they kind of look back at hyperforce being oh they're not going down the they might no. not go down the I mean, hyperforce. but it's been a few years and you have to remember that hyperforce as much as i love love hyperforce so obviously i'm still working with a lot of people that were on hyperforce uh it was a hasbro it was not a hasbro thing it mm. was a God, this is how like brain dead I am. I can't remember what I did. It was this Bond Brands thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I don't think there's really many people there that were around when Hyperforce was a thing. So I don't think they would really even if they wanted to do something around Hyperforce, they'd have to really look for it. And honestly, why when you have D&D? Which is a, a huge brand name and a perfect mm-hmm. opportunity to do some synergy and a collaboration with. Right, right. Right. You know? Totally understandable. Totally understandable. By the way, so, I listened to your podcast and I realized I say you know about a thousand times. So I'm now <laughs> hyper aware of that. I'm going to be working on it. Listen, listen. <laughs> let me tell you something about these crutch phrases when you're editing these shows. I'm just Child. like, 
Wow. So can yeah. I not say in terms of like 50 million times? <laughs> and then when you notice that you do it, then you notice that everybody else does it. I'm just like, oh, great. Yes. I'm not alone. She's great. We all, we all got our things. <laughs> oh, I was just like, if I say, if t- take a drink every time I say in terms of Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so so i get i understand i understand i think and but what with you now with you in the comics yeah was it some do we i think it was some preview pages of um there were some preview pages from sins of the future the mm-hmm. that graphic novel where yeah. hyperforce was you know like here you go hyperforce so Hyper it's not dead Force. no it's not dead. not dead and i love boom for doing that um yeah, Hyper 4, I mean, The Sins of the Future, it was just starting when I left. So I had seen, like, an outline. I had given notes on the outline. And I remember specifically um, saying something like, if we're going to talk about this, let's talk about Hyper Force. But that being said, they could do whatever the F they want after I left. You know, they could have <laughs> gone and changed it completely. So um, it was it's probably their idea that they decided to do. They've always had a, a really big love of hyperforce i mean they they embraced it wholeheartedly when it was airing and given that it was a time force future story i can't it makes so much sense that it, they'd have hyperforce there and that they'd bring it into that fold and so i'm just so grateful and happy that daphna and that team um decided to, to include hyperforce i'm excited to see how they do it um i'm really excited to see if they talk about the origins of hyperforce or even how um in shattered grid how they had wesley and jen in that weird future place at the beginning of shattered grid where mm-hmm. Jen dies. Like I'd, I'd love to see if they fill in those, those questions. Cause those are all even questions I had that I'd love to see answers to. I mean, and I mean, there's like so many possibilities, especially with these, uh, with the comics splitting off uh, into two again. Like mm-hmm. it, it just felt like, I'm like, huh, I'm not really used to reading just one comic. Yeah. interesting i need to read two so maybe there will be some there will be some uh exploration especially uh yeah with it's gonna be the, fun i'm excited to yeah. see what they do because again all of this you're like we're hitting right now all the stuff that i had seen but maybe not executed mm. when we left so this is all like i sort of know maybe what's happening but i don't because for all i know when i left they're like oh we don't need to say like all of this can go and right. just rechange it. And that's right. totally their prerogative. And that's completely up to them and the, and the publishing people at Hasbro. So it would it's brand new for me, too. And those covers that have been coming out have been amazing. I'm very actually Girl. sad that I just don't get them. I used to Girl. be able to just get a big stack of comic book covers every month oh. for free. And now I have to buy them. <laughs> oh. You're with us now. I am. You can make oh, those decisions. Gosh, but- Right, join us, normies. <laughs> but like, isn't it isn't it kind of wonderful that you're like, hey, there's stuff I don't know now. Sorry, guys, can't bother me about that stuff. <laughs> so... I mean, I love it. I, my head is full of secrets, but they're not Power Ranger secrets, and I like mm. it that way. <laughs> Loving it. So let's talk about this big head of yours, because you've been coming up with some things and been Girl, doing I've been some trying. things. So let's talk about your recently announced new 
project. Yes. Take it away. I'm so excited. Uh, okay. So my new project is called The Unleashed. And if you like Hyperforce, you're going to love The Unleashed. It is done by a lot of the same people. Uh, Megan Camarena and myself and uh, Lena Madrid and a couple of other amazing people are EPing it. Uh, it is basically an all-stars of RPG people, but we're doing, it's more than an RPG. It is, uh, we filmed some amazing segments for it. It's loosely scripted. Uh, and so you're going to see an amazing plot throughout. We have an amazing cast. I know I'm saying amazing over and over again because that is truly how I think of it. Our GM, Abria Iyengar, is a legend in the D&D space. And we work together to create this amazing story that's inclusive and diverse and just an amazing new world. What I really love about it is that it doesn't feel like just another show. It feels like a world. Like we're building this brand new IP that people could just live in and enjoy. And I'm so excited for people to come and take a look and really dive into something that I feel is, is a superhero story for our generation who want diversity and inclusivity that we're maybe we're not quite getting yet in uh, these big budget movies and series. Well, listen, so a lot of these big budget movies aren't really big budget now in these times. Uh, so it's true, good point. We have to think outside the box. And people like you and things that I see, um, Hyper RPG, what they're doing, like mm -hmm. they, the skill sets that people are now wanting and needing are the things that you guys have been doing years yeah. ago. So this is your time. So t talk a little bit about more what The Unleash is about. What's the premise? So The Unleashed is basically, uh, it takes place now, but the story actually begins in the 1920s. So in the 1920s, uh, a lot of people, uh, especially on the on the war front, started to exhibit these magical, weird powers. And you could classify these powers between three different sets. There was the mages, who were able to uh, use magic. There was the elementals, who were kind of like, you know, Avatar, the Earthbender, right? They were one. There were the alchemists. Here were these people that knew how to to manipulate water and earth and fire. And then you have the physicals who were biologically enhanced, like true, like human God specimens. And the government realized that this was something that was happening. And so they started to round up all these people that were exhibiting the sy these symptoms and putting them in camps. And uh, they assigned them to a special division called the DRD, the Detection Research Division. And they tested on them for years and years and years. And it wasn't until about the 1940s 40s when three of these major three of these uh, unleashed people an elemental a physical and a mage all got together and decided they were going to try to figure out how to escape one of these cells um, but in doing so they had to combine their powers and when they combined their powers it created this massive explosion i don't know how much to tell you guys i'm going to be honest because i know that like some of the stuff isn't out there yet <laughs> anyways they escaped uh but it was a huge catastrophic uh event that killed a lot of people and they realized we can't ever do that again so they uh but they did where they were able to round up uh, the other the other unleashed that were being held by the DRD all around the world, and they uh, knew that they'd never really be truly safe on Earth, so they created a portal and beyond that a pocket dimension called Riftside. And mm. here in Riftside, they brought everybody who is uh, an unleashed to live their lives in peace. Uh, this basically super-powered colony. Uh, the rift itself is guarded by guards, but that doesn't stop 
people from manifesting powers on the other side. So you'll uh, so they constantly have to go back and bring new people into Rift's side. And our story specifically centers on uh, four of these people, uh, one of them named Daniel, played by Mike Bowe, who you may have seen in the Maze Runner. If you saw that really hilarious YouTube video, Asian Bachelorette, he was in that. He was the K-pop star. Uh, fantastic, beautiful, amazingly talented actor who's not new to RPGs, which is mm. a lot of fun. And so he plays Daniel, who exhibits these uh, systems. He's kind of like our, our eyes into this world, where he exhibits these symptoms in the pilot, and he's brought into the rifts, uh, brought into Riftside, and he gets to meet all these other characters, which include uh, his new roommate, Fee, which is played by Megan Camarena, who you know of as the pink Hyperforce Power Ranger. And she plays an alien who... Uh, is very awkward. She's only been here about a couple of years and she actually just dropped into a portal and uh, doesn't know how to get back. So there's also Charlie who is played by, uh, hold on. I know this. Why am I forgetting her freaking name? It's shovel. <laughs> Shelby. Duh. Shelby Grace. Sorry, Shelby. Shelby Grace, who uh, is on, you may know from Colock. Uh, she's, fantastic she plays a physical named shelby who can phase through things and our last bit of the cast is rounded out by mara who is played by mika majet who is a mage and uh kind of a bad bitch she's really good at what she does and um that's the kids and we also have uh, obviously abria who is our gm who's fantastic and we also have christopher sean who i'm so excited that we have he is going to play a character named dante and christopher sean you may know from uh, star wars resistance he was on days of our lives he was on hawaii 50 he was um he's actually the lead in gotham knights the upcoming video game he's oh, nightwing so um, oh, he has kind of a mysterious role. I don't want to tell you quite too much about him yet. But there are um, basically uh, there's a lot of intrigue and a lot of fun. I don't want to tell you too much about the plot. I can't because we <laughs> aren't. But um, but honestly, it's it's a CW show. It's a Power Ranger show. It's a RPG. It's everything that's fun. There's romance. There's fights. There's lots of drama. It's. It's so much fun, you guys. You know, we get to, we're really trying to make the audience feel engaged. So there's a lot of audience participation, you know, a lot of opportunities to actually be a student uh, at Riftside, you know, choose your class. Like, for example, like based on what you hear about these three elementals, who would you be? Would you be an elemental of physical or image? And mm -hmm. how does that affect the story for you? Um, it'll be really fun. I'm so excited, you guys. And the reason I'm excited is that I didn't expect to uh, be this invested in an RPG. Honestly, I'm a TV features person, right? But when Megan pulled me into this project, what she wanted to do was something that nobody had ever done, ever been done before. And I think that's why it's so hard to explain because um, it's so different. And it's gonna be really cool. And hopefully we can expand it beyond um, just this, this season and really push it out and really push this narrative in a way that I think audiences are really going to like. That's okay. my pitch. So a couple of questions. I got a couple of questions. Okay. Okay. So who came up with the show? Who created the show? Who like, is it, I mean, cause I see that it's going to be premiering on, on Megan's Twitch channel. So was this like a creation of her own? Like how did it come about? Um, how did it come about? So, 
Megan, Mika, and Shelby are obviously very good friends, and they had talked a little while a lot about creating their own RPG. Um, and when that happened, Megan reached out to me and asked me if I would write it. So, um, so we did. So we had, you know, we had a lot of meetings and a lot of discussions over what kind of world, um, what kind of powers they would want, what what kind of world would exist. And it was a lot of, well, you know, we'd want superpowers, we'd want to do this, we'd want to do that, and then um i went away and i came back with a concept and uh that we then worked through and developed with um not just megan but mika shelby lena madrid who is uh megan's partner and not romantic partner like work partner <laughs> i got you <laughs> and uh abria the gm since she was also going to be uh on this story and so once that actual concept was worked out then it became a lot of just okay now that we have a concept we took that to twitch um they approved it and then uh and then it was okay now we have a concept now we ha- now we need an actual plot and so Wait, abria pa- sorry pause one second so yeah. So this was a pitch to Twitch. So this this is like a Twitch original, like a like how a yeah. YouTube original would be. I see. Nice. Yeah, Twitch, Twitch. Yeah, we pitched it to Twitch, and they and they. I mean, they're the ones. That, um, they, there was a press release about it, and that's where the Pride article came from. Okay. So. Okay. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So there's some money in this. Got you. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> let's, let, let's, let's be let's be humble about this. <laughs> um, but no, 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 I mean, Twitch credit, big credit to Twitch who immediately saw what we were trying to do and um, and jumping on board. That's what, that's been very cool of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as create created by it was something that was done by me and Megan and these other girls. We all, you know, we all developed it together. Um, in terms of the actual story, I mean, obviously as a writer, I did a lot of the heavy lifting. But these girls and these, you know, they these guys and these girls created their characters. Mm-hmm. Like they came up with their backstories. Like I came up with the dynamics, but everything, you know, that's what's so special about this. Everybody came up with something that they wanted to contribute to the story. You know, and so they we'd work together on what would be the best option for the character, making sure every character was unique, but also something that they could live out. Because it's a weird little hybrid in that we filmed these filmed segments. So we had to script out all these film segments and we had to shoot them. But that's not the end of the story, right? Because once you shoot them, they have to RPG, uh, role play everything in between these segments. So the, it has to be seamless. Because if you have characters that are acting one way in the film segments and actually completely another way in the RPG segments, it makes no sense. It doesn't have a cohesive story. Right. So it really was a true collaboration with everybody. Um, you know, uh, Abria and I spent hours and hours and hours just um, trying to develop this plot together because, you know, I, I can write a plot. I can write you an episode, but can she actually DM it? Right. 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 Can she actually make that something that's executable in gameplay versus, you know, the same thing with the other characters. Like we can, we can be as dramatic as we want, but is at the end of the day, can we film it? So it's one of those real labors of love. Like we've been working on this since March. It's been a lot of work. Um, since lockdown, you yeah. don't waste no time. Oh girl. <laughs> I've been busy, but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's been fantastic, but it's also just so amazing to see the reaction and, um, 
I mean, honestly, like I'm a producer. That's what I've known for. That's what I've done. So for Megan to come on towards me knowing that like, yeah, I want to take this next step. My, I want to write again. Like I miss writing. And for her to say, yeah, I'd like you to write this for me when it means this much to her to do something like this. That's, that's a big step in trust for her, for me. And I really, I didn't forget it. And I wanted to make sure that I did something for her that she really could be proud of. So, um, and honestly, to be able to be on set and like watch these actors, like say the lines that I know I wrote and it's not me just producing somebody else or me working with another writer and then just working on their lines. Like it's, this is something that came from me. It was a big deal. Like I got a little emotional the first day that we were on set and it was, yeah, it was my script that we were looking at. And you know, the other girls wrote scripts too, you know? So it's, it was a true, see, I said it again. Now I'm every time I say, you know, I'm just going to, my butt's going to clench. That, no, that, no, that was a very sentimental, you know? I, no, I felt it. I felt it. We will allow it. Yeah, and then I ruined it with butch clutching. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So when were these segments filmed? Then, So they were filmed during this during pandemic. COVID, yeah. So how yeah. did you guys maneuver the logistics, production, that sort of thing? I mean, we were very, very careful. We have uh, cast members and crew members who, if they are not high risk, their partners might be. So, um, I mean, I looked into everything when it comes to COVID and production. You know, we made sure that there was testing. We made sure there was temperature checks. We made sure there was hand sanitizer. We made sure there was all food at Crafty was individually packaged and desanitized. Um, masks on, on set all the time, unless you were cast. Um, and thankfully, as I'm no knock on wood, uh, but we have had no positives. Everybody came oh, out of it great. healthy. Yeah, everybody came out healthy and we worked our butts off. So like we were it was literally a, a week and a half of no no sleep. But we everybody was healthy. Everybody tested negative. Everybody understood that people we you know we wanted to make sure everybody was safe. This gives some hope that it can be done and it can be done safely. And as long as you are diligent, that you can make some product, <laughs> something, because like we're running out of stuff to watch. So. Yeah. Well, and it also, you know, I mean, Megan and I are obviously very close. She's very close to the couple of girls. So we already were basically quarantining together, you know, in terms of like mm. we already like we had seen nobody else for a long, long freaking time. And, you know, right. when you're on set, you're on set like, you know, 12 to 18 hours a day. So you're going to go home and sleep. You're not going to go see anybody else. Right. So, um, but definitely, we really wanted to make sure that it's no joke. COVID is no joke. It's disrupted everybody's lives. And we wanted to make sure that what came out of it was a, a tale of triumph, not necessarily a cautionary tale of doing something like this. So, yeah, I was I was making sure we had everything. We were making sure the masks were on. We were disinfecting everything. We were being very overly careful because we didn't want anybody to think that we weren't because um, we cared. This, you know, this cast is like our family at this point. So thankfully, those actors put those trust in us, too, too, because they're the ones that don't wear masks. Right. You know, right. right. So, yeah, they trusted us to be able to do it, which is very special as well. And speaking of actors, I see one other name here that is that was in this article from Pride. I see 
Paul Schreier up in this piece. Polly's here. Yes, we got Polly. Can you believe it? Okay, so what are you going to be doing? What's he doing? I mean, I can't tell you yet. <laughs> Look, I, you, I have to do my job. I have to do my job. You're going to find out on Wednesday, I promise. He's in right? the first and, episode. And, I will and, tell you that. He's in the first episode. So oh, he, okay. All right. So <laughs> this this show is going to be coming out when the first episode has aired. So you guys may already know. Uh, but yeah, yeah, make sure you go. If you don't know, make sure you check out The Unleashed on Strawberry 17's Twitch channel. Strawberry, right? Not Strawberry. Yep. Strawberry. Strawberry 17 plays. Okay. And uh, yeah, make sure you follow everybody. Make sure you follow Melissa and and Megan. Make sure you follow the whole cast and on their on their Twitters, and you'll be getting all the notifications about the show and all all the informations about the show. And uh, yeah, um, before we go, before we go, I just want to make sure that if any of my other co-hosts had any other questions to ask. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm shocked that those were all the only two Power Ranger questions you had. I'm going to be honest, but See, well, yeah, no. I think it, we're getting at the point where I'm just I I can just be like I don't know. <laughs> we are, <laughs> we are. Um, the I guess my last question before we go is that there the makeup of the not only behind the scenes but the cast itself being diverse in many facets is has not gone unnoticed right this announcement was made on pride.com so like i think you touched upon a little bit earlier but if you can elaborate on the makeup of your of the of the team and how di how diverse is it? Okay, just just toot your own horn for like two <laughs> seconds. Um, how diverse is it? Like, do you mean on camera or behind camera? All of all of yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, incredibly diverse. If you like, if you even look on camera on the cast, um, even racially, you know, we have two Asian American male leads, which is um something we're very let, excited let's about. Let's just pause on that for a second leads okay leads yeah. <laughs> not right. sidekicks not around the way not like okay give him a line you know in episode 47 leads continue yeah our gm is obviously this wonderful amazing african-american female um, do it. yeah Ooh. a, a Brian she's amazing um the other three leads are our women and um lgbtq women so definitely yeah so definitely and behind the camera obviously i've never heard the fact that i'm gay but i mean all these people that also created are you know if not ethnic minorities definitely um you know are could be on the spectrum of gay sexuality like it you know and the funny thing about it was is that it wasn't even us trying to be that way it was this is just who we are these are the characters we want to bring to the screen like, it was honestly a surprise when the Pride article came out because it wasn't something we were really actively thinking about. Mm. If that makes sense, it was just, this is what we want to do for these characters. We want LGBTQ romance. We want to represent um, who these people are beyond just the tokenism that we usually see right. um, on screen. 
and we want these people, we want it to be that this is just a part of who they are, not the whole point of their character. You know, so if Daniel talks about dim sum, it's because Mike really wanted to talk about dim sum on camera. <laughs> if, you know, I mean, Shelby Grace is openly asexual. Like if we ever bring that up with Charlie, that's her prerogative. Right. Um, you know, Megan Camarena recently came out as pansexual. So does that mean Fee might have a um, LGBTQ romance? I mean, more than likely. You know, so it really is about um, who these characters are. And they're not their creators, obviously, but it is definitely all about representing our new normal. And it's. We don't, we don't want to see the same old stories anymore. If we're going to create a superhero series, like I was on Power Rangers. I've done inclusive. I've done diverse, <laughs> right? If I was going to do another superhero series where like the male is a red ranger and, you know, the girl's pink, like what's the point? <laughs> you know, let's push it a little far, farther. Let's really try and do everything that maybe individually we couldn't have all done, but we can do together. Does that make sense? And... It makes so much sense because I, I th I've had this conversation on this very show before. It's when it when it is you like when you when people are like, "How are you gonna make your stuff diverse?" I'm just like, when you live it, when you you're you naturally are around people who are also diverse. When it just comes to you naturally, you don't. It, it's not second nature. Be like, okay, let me check off this box. To this one has to be black. Great. This one has to be lesbian, great. Like no, like it does. It just comes. You know what I mean? So it, sometimes, like now, I, I hope that we get to a point where we're just talking about the stories because they're good. And I, this is the first uh, yeah. team that has a pansexual and LGBT. Yeah. I mean, like we, I'm tired of. I'm, I'm I'm personally am tired of like this is the first. Yeah, it well, it, it feels hooks. like people are expecting props right. for that instead of it just, be, it just being what it is, right? Right. Um, and I think what makes it really important is that you don't just have those people in front of the camera; you have them behind the camera too, because so much of representation and diversity happens because people of different and varying experiences and colors come into a room together. And if I don't know what I'm talking about, about something, then I have somebody in the room who can actually inform me on their experience. You know, like oh. I could never speak to the black woman experience, but Abria can. And Abria right. can tell me if something rings authentic or not. You know, I can't speak to the pansexual experience, but one of the other girls can, you know, and so um, I can't speak to the Asian American experience, but Mike can. Mike can tell me about it. Christopher can tell me about it. And Christopher is Japanese and Mike's Korean Chinese. So they even they have different experiences. Exactly. And so it becomes this really amazing amalgamation um, where we're not I don't want to say colorblind because that is not, not a thing, because I think. Colorblind is not something we, we have just yet. I think if it wasn't for the fact that we so desperately need representation and everything, then I, I would mind more the checking of the boxes of we have to make sure this thing is, you know, just like the Oscars are doing now, right? Where if you're not at least 30% diverse or something, you're not going right. to get considered. Right. But I also think when you have that many people in a room being like talking about their experiences, it's not about race or color anymore. It's about lived experiences and representation comes from that. Mm -hmm. 
but we had to get there. Naturally, come from people who live these things. Yeah, and sometimes, listen, like even even with uh, with African Americans ourselves, there are many facets of black. <laughs> there are they the star like you know like um yeah. abria's situation and her experience is going to be totally different from mine exactly so, yeah and same with mexican americans like i mean we're not even technically a race <laughs> you know we have i mean we have chinese african-american caucasian indian everything in us like we run every color under the sun and um i don't I'm not the same shade as my sisters are. I get treated differently than my sisters sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, my sisters. So my dad's family is very, very um, Spanish, like Spain, white, white, white. Oh. And my my mom's side is, you know, very uh, darker. Not very dark, but darker. Um, so even though we look similar, our skin tones are very different. Even now, my sister is married uh, Caucasian husbands, and they, their kids are mixed. And right. so they're going to be their culture is very different than ours, right? Because they're half white and half Hispanic, so they have to figure out what their interpretation of what being Mexican is. It can't. It's their experiences because they look very white is going to be very different than say my experience or my cousin who was born in Mexico. Mm. So. Every experience is different. You can't say you're representing all experiences, right? All you can say is, I want to be as inclusive as I can. And if somebody takes something from that experience and identifies with it, then all the better. But it's better than not than taking nothing and just saying the same story over and over again. Over and over, over and, and over. over. Yeah. Jeez. Like, I mean, if I have to see one more... Okay, I'm not, we're not going to go down a road. I'm very happy <laughs> <laughs> that Melissa, you have graced us with your presence. It's called The Unleashed. It is out right now, okay, on Strawberry 17. Yep. Every Twitch Wednesday, channel. every Wednesday, starting 1021 at 630 p.m. Pacific. There you go. Thank you, Melissa. You've been such a delight. Thank you guys so much. You guys are the best. I have such a great time when I'm with talking to you guys. All right, let's get to our review of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, issue number 55. Okay. The last issue. The last, well, is it the end? Is it the end now? (laughs) Is it really? Is it really the end? (laughs) I do have to say that uh, we do have uh, another interview. All right. That'll be coming out right after our review yes yes ryan parrot will be rolling on gracing us with his presence later on okay this is a pack show it's a pack show okay so we're gonna review it now okay you know what he's not here <laughs> and then bring him on to explain himself and then bring him on <laughs> to <Right>. explain himself <laughs> okay so let's go to Overall thoughts. Overall thoughts, you guys. What did you guys think? I mean, it's so hard to say overall when that ending. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Well, let's 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 stay off the ending. Yes. Just a moment. Just a moment. Just a moment. Just a moment. Keep the ending where it belongs. Just at the a end. moment. Just a moment. We meet 
in 55 we are continuing from uh, i forget which issue because at the, when we're getting near towards this end here then they haven't been like 54 rolls into 55 necessarily not necessarily so we are back on earth with our earth rangers back on angel grove and the dark rangers are kicking their bootay okay they are taking all their licks okay and it is not going well for our earth rangers mm -mm. and you have lord zed who has gone down to angel grove in person with the green uh that green crystal situation and so that he can you know give them more strength and give them more power because like they're and then now they're, they're they're dark zords and they're flying around and and beating up folks and 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 and, and, and the rangers don't know what to do themselves they don't and so and so billy is the one that calls our very good fan grace for some help okay they, he calls it the green protocol okay the green protocol now we already know that billy and grace they've been sneaking around you know seeing each other on the side mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying we already know boston employee Okay. okay. <laughs> Getting in entanglements. Entanglements. <laughs> and Andrea over there to the side, she's like, girl, I'm just trying to make my coin. I'm just trying to clock in and clock out. And you have asking me to do all these things that I don't necessarily want to agree to. See, I just seen in the look in her eyes. She didn't really say nothing, but I see the look in her eyes. Okay. Uh, so you know, she's just trying to be. She's just trying to be compliant. <laughs> Poor child. <laughs> so what? What is the green protocol? What is the green protocol? Now, now we're not going to get to the green protocol just yet, because these dark rangers have to combine. Okay, like there's some evil captain planner or something to, to form their mega terror zord. Oh Lord! Okay, oh can we talk? Can we talk about the Mega Terror Can we talk about it? I mean, it's kind of a mishmash, but I like it. <laughs> that thing is ugly. <laughs> it's pretty ugly. But... It's pretty. It's terror. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. terrible. That's what it is. Uh, I mean, listen, it's not my favorite um, combination, if you will. I, I do prefer them as individual Zords. I mean, Zords, that, I mean, come on, that's loose. Like, they're big yeah, old that's beasts. Kind of a, yeah, they're like spirits or something. Yeah. Yeah. So they looked better separate than they came together. They maybe maybe that's their plan. They're, they're <laughs> evil. We don't have to look good. It's fine. Uh, but, yo, was it Squad or... No, Babu is just like, yo, can I be the arm next time? I'm just like, bruh, you think there's a next time? That's cute. That's that's very cute. Uh, but, uh, yeah. I, yeah, no, it was, it was quite ugly. And then, and then, sirs, okay, then we get to Grace just chilling with Dragon. <gasps> chilling. Chilling. Just so calm and collected. Just so calm. And 
how did the audacity say yeah i only got three minutes okay all right this is my window to like talk to you so like listen up just i mean just chilling that whole exchange well what, what, what brandon what are your thoughts of that whole exchange <laughs> first of all i was confused because i'm like I'm like, Deborah Cox, how did you get here? <laughs> Nobody's, Nobody's supposed, to, supposed be to be here. here. <laughs> we tried this dragon for the last time. Really? My coin said no, no. No, I guess it didn't. I guess not. I, I, I guess not. Because we are back here again. <laughs> Oh, when she came there and she was talking to him, I was so annoyed. I'm like, are you are you serious? Are you serious? Really? Really? Oh boy. But like she keeps calling him Tommy. He's like, Don't call me that. I'm just like, okay, but that's your name though. So That's like, your name. So stop. Your so parents stop. named you Tommy. <sighs> okay, okay. So like, okay, so you had grace okay you, you you had her there and then we get back to ugly zord fights and then <laughs> here we go out pops this new looking green ranger situation zord and then zed is mad bro he is mad i mean i would be too i'm finally winning something and then out here comes this other extra ranger come the on ranger now. he defeated <laughs> you know right right and so he's big mad he's just like no please don't do what you're no don't destroy my my, my crystal my, my, don't do it don't do it. and then you know that green ranger did and uh yeah yeah so that depowers all the dark the dark rangers and the zords and the things and and uh and uh putty's rita runs away and um and uh zed is is shook he had yeah, to teleport like, away. Yeah, he's holding onto a staff. He's like collapsing on his throne. Yeah, man. I mean, and that, see that sort of stuff. Those little touches, I do like. You know, because you just see them go away, and they're like, okay, they're fine. Like, no, they're actually not fine. Yeah. So, I wonder yeah. if this is a way to like write him out for the next couple issues where he's recovering. Maybe you know, kind of focus on um these new teams that are spinning off. And you know, so find out where Putty Rita is going. It Putty Rita, you know, she, right? She she got she got other she back in that alley. She got ambitions. Oh, it is the alley. <laughs> 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 oh boy, but but we then we get to the last page, Joe. The oh, last Pahina, where Grace is talking to this Green Ranger. Talk, and mm. I'm just gonna read. I'm just gonna read it for you, okay? I'm gonna read this. And, and honestly, this. normally I don't read all the things, but we just gotta put this into perspective. Okay? Mm -hmm. My new Green Ranger. That was quite a show. I gotta be honest. I wasn't sure what you do, but you didn't disappoint. In case of emergency, break chaos crystal. Bravo. I had given anything to see Zed's face at that moment. Now that you're on my team, I have a few rules, and if you break them, you will pay for it. But if you can somehow find a way 
to work with me, I promise we'll both get exactly what we want. To be continued in Mighty Morphin <sighs> number one. Dun, dun, dun! And the dun, helmet dun, is in dun, dun. his arms, so it's an actual person. It's not an animated suit. It is not. <laughs> that was one of the theories that I threw out. <laughs> that maybe it wasn't anybody. It was just a walking, uh, just a suit walking around. Oh, I like see. Like a yeah, nah. like a Sam or <laughs> nah, <me. laughs> nah, ball of light. Nah. Yeah, nah, son. So he's got a face. Yeah, so, yeah. Now, we did see, we did see Grace talk to the dragon in his cell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we see this Green Ranger pop up. Now, I would, one would think that it's very predictable for Draken to be this Green Ranger. When you have, and we've seen in summaries for and covers for Power Rangers number one, I believe, that Draken is with the Omega Rangers, just Drakening it up. Now, I know it's different timelines. I get it. I understand. I understand. I get it. But it would be, that would be very predictable that Draken is this green ranger maybe i'm holding out hope that draken is not <laughs> this green ranger because it is too predictable where you're like i'm going to talk to draken and now he's going to be the green ranger why have such a build-up for this surprise right yeah i don't know i don't even know who it could be though if it's not because it's really hint. Maybe? <laughs> They finally they actually he went was, to yes. He was on the list. He, he was on the list. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's it does seem like they're they're writing it to make us believe that it is Draken. But if they're not going to show his face at the end, obviously we're going somewhere else. I think so. <laughs> I think it would be very predictable. I think the predictable thing is like, oh, here we go. It's Draken. Like, oh my gosh. I think it's very predictable, but I my in my heart of hearts, I don't think it's tracking. It could be Saba, girl. I don't know. Like, it could, like... Okay. <laughs> it could be anybody at this point. So, so yeah, but I just I'm gonna need crazy Draken to like just chill out for just a moment. I know he's gonna bust out. I know there's gonna be some, you know, whatever. This has to be something. I get it, but like, I don't need Draken on this team. I don't. I don't. Yeah, certainly not on both. If he could just, if he could stay with the Omegas, we'll handle that. Right. Just stay here. It's cool. Just stay with the Omegas. Don't like double cross everybody. Don't don't give me three Tommies in two comics, bruh. Because like like legit like there had like there has been such little focus on current good Tommy. He was like, who? White Ranger? Who? Where? Oh, okay. So, That's actually true. There has been like very little focus on the actual good Tommy. Now he's had focus in previous uh, issues. Right? Well, yeah, previous, yeah. But, but like one, ever since, like... yeah, these arcs it was like who, like okay, who you, who 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 you at? Tommy like, who? Shoot, like Tommy just showed up a little. 
a little abs to to Aisha, and that's the last we really saw. <laughs> Sit. Like that's all we getting. All right, all right. I get you. I understand. You know, trying to trying to you know woo little Aisha to your side. I get it. Like you know, you got to take a little break. You know what I'm saying? Because because uh, you know it, it takes a it takes a lot of energy to try to get to the black girls. You know what I mean? I just I don't know. It's just um. I just think it would be too predictable, and I hope that that we're not down that road of predictability. Okay. Um, there's a song there, but I don't know where it is. There was a theme song, right? Whatever oh, happened to whatever predictability? predictability? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The milkman, the paperboy, blah blah blah. blah, blah. TV. And people are just like, "Who are you? What are you referencing?" so old um <laughs> you're right um yeah you are correct so yeah anything else in the comic um whether it would be art styles or things that are still confusing to you or the i'm just really enjoying the uh, continuing of the theme of uh, rivalry between Aisha and Kimberly, where Aisha is taking shots at her from the Thunderzords. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, wrong bird, Aisha. She's like, all right, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I think like, it's a plot that needs to continue throughout the new two issues or coming just, out soon. Just, 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 just a couple of jabs. Not, nothing crazy. <laughs> nothing crazy. You know what I mean? A little shady comment here, petty moment there. You know, are coming together, and then like go back to you know just, just a couple. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Like ever so often, I forget it's Adam in there. Like I'm just like, oh right, no, <laughs> Adam. <laughs> I'm like not that. With the new team now. New team. So. Yeah. So it was uh, nice to see then, the Thunder Zords in action. Hopefully, we'll get to eventually see maybe the Ninja Zords and the Shogun Zords in the new issues. Yeah, see them show yeah. Up. and not get not get stomped out. Yeah, great. <laughs> right. <sighs> but yeah, I think this is like another issue. I mean, I mean, I talked about this in the little fifty four. Fifty four was not some not an issue i was a complete fan of i felt like okay well we're just here we fighting and that's it and then 55 kind of felt like that as well i mean there was a little bit more that i was just like oh okay this is cool but it was mainly the fight and i felt yeah, there like was a lot. i felt like this wasn't an end to this comic it was just like nah but we're just continuing we're just renaming the comics now that's it there really isn't any yeah i mean the story is going to continue on but it is unfortunate that our 55 issue ends here <laughs> it starts over yeah but you there know we, talk, we talked about this before about the mm -hmm. um there there's some of the variants that are gonna have that they're gonna, they're gonna still, still continue the... with 56 57 yeah yeah and I and I and I believe that they're going to continue it. They're going to continue it with the the Mighty Morphin variants. So all the the Mighty Morphin variants will have that nomenclature. Uh, well, some of them will have that nomenclature of fifty six, fifty seven. So, interesting. You know, it is. It's... So maybe it just resets for whatever storyline they're setting up, and they'll they'll just 
redo it again and again. Say that one more time. Sorry. <laughs> it resets for um, whatever storyline they're setting up for Mighty Morphin and, and Power Rangers now. And then once that line resolves itself or whatever, then they'll start with another set at number one. Girl, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't. I do not. I, you know, they're just, and especially with all the Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers. To this name, <laughs> though, that both number ones are gonna have so many. Var- there are so many variants. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Like we'll we'll talk more about it when we um when we get to uh when we get to review Draken. Because, you know, Draken's still out there. We still, you know, we still got to review Draken number three. And that's coming out, I believe, next week. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, that's coming out next week. Um, So, you know, we'll talk more in comics news. But, like, the variants, child, the variants <laughs> for, for all these comics, child. It is out of this world. And I, and I expected it. We get it. Especially with number ones. I get it. But, like... But some of these prizes, who child? Okay, some of these. Anyway, but we'll we'll talk more about that. See, look, look at that tease, a tease, because we have to get to our wonderful interview. We have a very special guest, a return guest, friend of the show. We have writer Ryan Parrot back with us. Hello, Ryan. Hello, I'm so proud to be a friend of the show. That's amazing. I, 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 now I haven't counted yet, but I think you have made the most appearances on the show. Yes. I think so. I think I so. Think. Awesome. So, well, uh, anybody, let me know and I'll just come on for like, we can just talk one day, like about, you know, like the how the haunting of Bly Manor or something. It'll be just something completely off topic. We'll just do that at this point. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> we are here to talk about. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers issue 55. But first, we we want to lead up to 55, okay? We want to get there. Like, because there's a bunch of stuff that built up to 55 itself, all right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially these Easter eggs. Because let's 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 get into some of these. Like during or what is that? Um that's the issue 52 or 53. Um, I know that um that Grace was talking to Billy, and there were some names in the background. Jay Reese, K-Star, R. Steele, all characters from a specific show. <laughs> um, and then there were also um, the 2017, what looks like the 2017 Morpher that the Dark Rangers used to transform with. There are a lot of, you know, cute little, little nuggets in there. Um, or were they exactly what we thought they were, or were they used intentionally? Um, what's the thing about that? Oh, um, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, without spoiling it, no, I mean, yes, uh, yeah, obviously the the names on the board. I, I just liked the idea of, um, you know, there's a Power Ranger universe, and there's a lot of you know areas that you can use and can't, and so there's something fun mm-hmm. about you know, implying that that race has her eye on the kids who eventually became the uh, the VR troopers. I thought that was fun. Um, whether or not that, that that's obviously there's more it's more complicated than that. So that, that was just something mm. to throw in there. Uh, also, just a small uh, a small thing. R. Wagner is my wife. 
Uh, so my oh. wife is one of the candidates. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like if I'm going to throw anybody in there who is worthy of it, it would probably be her. So I should I should put her on there. I know someone thought that I was I was making a reference to a 15th century composer, German composer, and I was like, yes, of course, a 15th century German composer is going to be the Madrid painter. Uh, anyways, uh, no, um, yeah, that was some fun stuff. Uh, the Morpher, uh, that was more of a design question with uh, with Moises. It was sort of like, they, it was, we got to the point to where we knew we brought the Dark Rangers in. And we're like, well, they got a morph. I'm like, well, then they need morphers. I was like, they do need morphers. And so it was more of a, like, I basically was like, you know, go have fun with it. Like, see what you come up with. And he came up with that. And I was like, well, that makes things interesting. So it was, it's one of those things. That's the fun thing about collaborating with artists. Sometimes they do things and draw things and, and all of a sudden it gives you ideas and re recontextualizes things you would sort of just imagine in your brain. You're like, oh, that actually has to be a thing now. So yeah, so all that's fun. There's a, there's a bunch of Easter eggs in there. Some of those things that no one's brought up too. So if you say them, well, I'll talk about them later. I mean, do you want to just throw a bone to the people? Just a bone. Yeah. And then, because you yeah. said Easter eggs that we haven't found. So just a bone. Right. That's plural. More than one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, there, is, there is one particular Easter egg that I will talk about at the, after issue, after Mighty Morphin number one comes out. I will, I will tweet about it. How about that? That's okay. the best thing. All yeah. right, okay. all right, yeah. all, all right. right. Teaser, teaser. Yeah. So, teaser. so I when uh, Br Brandon brought up one of them uh, with Billy and Grace, and just just explain their dynamic to the people and why their dynamic and why it continues to be used, if you know what I mean. Um, their dynamic. I, I would say this. I, I, I've always wanted to, I, I think Grace is a great addition to the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger lore. I think the idea of a sort of an estranged former Red Ranger who sort of built her own empire, uh, after sort of having a fallout with Zordon, I think it's just a cool, so, such a cool concept. And I've always wanted to, I like the idea, you know, one of the things that's one of the themes I've been playing with in the series and will play, you know, be a part going forward is this idea of like, you know, if, if we sort of give the Rangers and Zordon sort of carte blanche to protect us and the rest of humanity sort of sits on the sidelines and goes, I hope you guys do okay. And I like the idea that the Green Ranger, that, that, that Grace is sort of saying, you know, if we're in danger every day because Zordon and the Power Rangers are here and they're fighting Zed and Rita, I would be great if we could have a say in our own protection. It'd be great if we could have a little bit more, if we could make, the, you know, Zordon has a very specific set of rules. Um, you know, Grace might not agree with all those rules. And obviously we've seen that the Power Rangers don't always agree with those rules. So that was one of the things that sort of tied me into bringing her into the fold, making her more of a prominent character as she will be going forward. Um, and then obviously I, I, when we were playing with, you know, I think that's one of the things you're always looking for whenever you're doing a team book is at what point can you look at each character and go, where is a, where's a where's a where's a hill they can stand on that they can say you know I never where, where's a path you can take them on that you hadn't taken them in the past and I really like the idea that Billy having walked you know Billy's been that person who's you know in the early days of GoGo -Go was sort of like I don't know if I can do this and sort of questioning his own ability to fight and all stuff but also he's such a technically important character he helps invent so many things he's a genius in his own right regardless of his morphing ability he sees the world in a different way and I just thought Grace obviously is this incredible tech entrepreneur they seem to have similar points of view on the situation and I like that idea that Billy might 
there's a scientific curiosity in Billy that I think he that always sort of takes him in different places. You know, he as you go back and watch any of the series, uh, like the episode where he and Kimberly sh uh, change brains, or like when they get in that weird sort of tilt a whirl thing. Like right. that's not something you just do for fun. You know, like his sometimes his sometimes his, his experiments you know take him into play, or he does things out of the possibility of of if he can, not if he should. And I just thought that that lining up with the idea of working, like, can he bring the Green Ranger coin back to life? And is that a good idea or not? I don't think he even considered. I think he was more excited about the idea of doing it. And so Grace might have, you know, a different point of view on that. So I, that, that's a very long-winded way of saying, I think those two have similar mindsets and the idea of putting them together, I just think creates a lot of great opportunities for story. Well, hmm. speaking of great opportunities for a story, uh, we have gone through these issues, and there's this been this been this arc between uh, uh, fifty one and fifty five, going back and forth between the Earth Rangers, if you will, and the Omegas. And when we get to the Omegas, and uh, they meet the Imperial, okay. Um, like, I I'm not gonna lie to you, right? I tried and tried to read this over and over again, trying to figure out what this Imperial is. I mean, is it a God? Is it a, is it Jesus? Is or thinks it's Jesus? Is it the Trinity? Is it what? What is this Imperial? What is it? Because <laughs> it's like, I and they and he I please explain for the people. Uh, I can't do that yet. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I will say this. Um, I'll probably give you more on this than I've given anybody. So I, I hopefully that's a good thing. Um, I like to think of this. One of the things I always sort of approach the series with is I always look at balance. I always think of counterparts, you know, for instance, like if it's a character counterparts, if there's, you know, the, the show already has that, right. You'd like, if you look at, you have the, you have Zordon and you have Zed and you have Zordon Rita, and then you have the power Rangers. And then I brought in the dark Rangers. I like this idea of, of balance. I like this idea of sort of, of sort of dark twisted sides of it. Obviously you have Tommy and Lord Draken and all that stuff. Um, and so I had, we've introduced a lot of really powerful cre be beings in Necessary Evil. Um, in the, obviously, in the, the Emissaries are very powerful. The Morphin Masters are in the Beyond the Grid. Um, and I just thought, shouldn't there be some version? What's the flip of that side of that coin? What is the other, what is, I wouldn't say the evil um, version of that, but the other side of, uh, if, the, like you said, if the universe has all these powers for good, there should be powers for evil as well. There should be people there. They, they've got to be fighting something. And so the Imperials to me was sort of a, uh, you know, there's a great part of uh, escalation. That, that's what I like this idea that maybe with all these powerful creatures, you know, working on the side of good that they might've awoken or caused a reaction to the other side of that. And so the Imperials in a lot of ways represent that. And we're gonna learn a lot about them and what they represent and who and what they are. Um, and uh, I actually, and, and you'll just see that going before, but that's, that's one of the big parts of the Omega Rangers is what are these things? What do they want? How do we stop them? And where do they come from? And that's something you're gonna learn about a lot in the series. Well, I am, I'm gonna trust you, Ryan. Cause I'm gonna trust you. Cause uh, there's a lot of there. You know what? There is a lot of trust. Uh, this leads me into my next question. There is a lot of trust that readers have to have with their even some of their favorite writers, right? You know, you could be reading a comic and like you are 
digging the direction. You're loving it. You're loving every nook and cranny. And then, and then there's a twist. There is a twist that people might say, I am jumping off this. I'm not do I'm not doing this with you. I'm not doing this with you. So there has been some consternation, if you will, about this new Green Ranger that pops up. There's there has been some things, okay? Uh in the story, you have your beloved Grace having a chat with Draken. And their and their relationship is also interesting that I would like to know more about. But it's very interesting that a lot of people, even before getting to 55, we've seen the previews, we've seen clips, uh, clips, <laughs> like this is a TV show, but we've seen, um, uh, we've seen art previews and people just like, oh, Lord, it's Draken again. Lord, we going to get Draken upon Draken and Draken on Draken on Draken. Now, I know you can't answer who the Green Ranger is because, you know, that is, that is a reveal left for the upcoming comics. However... Mm-hmm. Walk us through your mind process when you take us on these twists and turns, sir. I love everything you just said, Lisa. And then Brandon just, just, just was like, you're just like, mm-hmm. just like, just giving her, just <laughs> giving her, just giving her like, behind her, just being like nodding quietly, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Because um, <laughs> um, I was one of them. I was one of them. I was like, I, I'm, I'm trying to trust him, but mm, <laughs> it's a lot of trust, going Ryan. On. So, and I and I appreciate that trust. Um, so, uh, I, what's your question specifically? My question is: Overall, there has people are like, I am done. I love Ryan, but I am done. I am tired of because they they already believe who they think the Green Ranger is. And so, mm-hmm. my question for you is: How do you navigate? where you when you're writing and how you write your twists and turns how are you able to come on the other side being like hey guys just come on now just trust me like hey like it's maybe not what you think or it maybe is what you think but like yo i'm kind of cool i'm a writer i i I know what i'm doing so how do you navigate that um i I, the way that's a okay that's so that's a good question um i would say this i have learned I, in my early days of, of sort of writing comic books, I I was under the impression that I was going to please everyone in the sense of like, you know, like I'm good enough. Like I'll write something and everybody will event, like even if they're a little skeptical at the beginning, they'll eventually get to the end of it and they'll and they'll they'll like what I'm doing. And I discovered that is just not true. Mm-hmm. You're just like you're just not going and, th- and th- it sounds like it's a cliche, but it's true. You're never gonna please everyone. No matter what I do, no matter who the Green Ranger ends up being, 50% of people are gonna be happy or 50% of people are gonna be mad. And maybe that it could be 90-10, depending. But I've just discovered that people dislike things for many, many odd reasons. Um, and so, and you're never going to be able to please everyone. So you can only write the story that you want to see and the story that provides the most interesting elements that you've always wanted to do. Like for instance, uh, like with the Green Ranger, I, I brought this character back. I never really intended to bring the Green Ranger back. It wasn't ever something that I was planning on doing. It was actually, it was something as I was working through Necessary Evil, I realized that we had this moment where you were watching um, them potentially with Tommy losing his powers 
And the idea of of them trying with with Billy trying to to reactivate the coin, I just thought this moment where he was like, I had the green psycho dagger that was just sitting there, and I had the coin, and I was like, he could do that, and and, I, and it felt like the character was telling me that's what he would do, and so I I was like, well, what if he did? What who could that who could be the Green Ranger? What 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 does that do to the story? And when I started mm. to to walk that through, it started making me realize, wow, depending on who the Green Ranger could be, it opens up all these interesting avenues. Um, and I, obviously, once you get to the point to where you discover who that person is, um, that will obviously, you'll start to hopefully see what I'm going on. So I, I like the hope that people have enjoyed the stuff that I've written and that if you like it, you will come along for the ride because I'm not doing this, this isn't fan service. I'm not doing this as to fulfill some sort of um, like secret ven vengeance I have against Tommy. <laughs> like I'm not doing that. Like I'm literally trying to come up with the most interesting stories I can say. And and when you, and I just thought there was. Uh, I also think in visuals, and there was always just that really interesting image of the Green Ranger and the White Ranger fighting back to back, and or the Green Ranger and the White Ranger running at each other. Like I just like that. Those are the things that I'm like, oh, that's exciting to me. That's something that I wanna I want to explore. Um, now look, at the end of the day, look, I understand that there is there is uh, there is a large section of this fan base that doesn't like Tommy. I don't know particularly why. Uh, I'm sure that you've gone on a length about it on your podcast. Um, but at the end of the day, like Tommy is the leader of the Power Rangers. And, right. and Lord Draken is a very, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, this is just going to be fair about it. People can complain all the live long day about Lord Draken and him being in the books too much. But I can tell you every single time he's in a book, the book sells twice to three times as much as the other books do. Yeah. So you can be upset yeah. about that. But at the end of the day, this is a commerce business and the, the book only is, I can only keep doing these comic books if people buy them. Right. So, like, I'm, and this is not me saying I'm letting the money tell you what the story is. I think Draken is a very interesting character, and I've really enjoyed writing him. Um, because that was my—and I think I said this to you before. Like, I, I was only intending on bringing him back when they were like, hey, we'd love to bring Draken back. I was like, great, but I want to do this with him. I want to make him a different character. Because I don't want to tell the same stories that Kyle did. Mm -hmm. I want to tell new stories with the right. character. And I think there's—and, I, I, like, I will say this. I, I saw some people—and I'm not saying I'm going to do this. I'm not saying I'm going to redeem Draken. But if, if we've learned anything from Game of Thrones, spoiler alert to anybody who hasn't seen Game of Thrones, if a kid, I can push a little kid out of a window in the first episode, and by the end of it, he's the most popular character on the show, you can redeem any character ever. ever. So all I'm saying is like that, that, this is all my you're, you're getting a lot of unfiltered Ryan right now. So I apologize. This is I'm, I'm going to get kicked off the book tomorrow because of all this. But I say I don't do anything willy nilly. I definitely try to think about the different approaches and different stories and different ways it goes. And, you know, like, here's the thing. If you, if you read the book and you're disappointed, I guess my point is if, if you want it, if you're afraid that the green, the green Ranger is going to be a certain character, read the book and see if what I do with that character is new and interesting to you. Right. Don't, don't cut it off before you get to the, the fun part. You know what I mean? Like, if you're like, that's dumb. Mm -hmm. What if I find a way to inject something new? I, I, I've right. had, there's been many shows and TV and comics I've read where I thought something at the beginning is like, that's a terrible idea. And then you read it and you're like, wow, they did something really interesting with that character I never would have thought of. And uh, I don't yeah. know, that's, that's what I challenge people to do. If you, if you don't, don't, don't see, judge it on its merits, not on your expectations. Don't throw the baby out mm. with the bathwater. Bathwater, yeah. yeah. And so and I, that's and that's where the trust is too. Is that like yeah, like I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that even your favorite writers they're gonna write every single thing that you love all the time. However, right. 
However, I think that, and you're a really good example. I'm not just saying this because you're here, honest to God. I think you're a good example of like, so, okay, let's say it is Draken, okay? And what? Like, you're you're a good writer that who can see what has come before and try to set, add a new twist, add a new point of view, add a new perspective. And I'm always appreciative of writers who can do that. And if you want to pay a little fan server, that's cool too. But can always add something to the canon, add something to the universe in which we enjoy. But yes, the initial, the, the visual reaction is just like, oh Lord, oh Lord, not him again. But I thank you for being unfiltered. And I thank you for uh, coming on the show. P people, please go and get Mighty Morphin Power Rangers issue number 55 right now and read it and make sure that you... Uh, you pick up the rest of the line because the two new comics that you're going to be writing, child, they have you busy and I'm thankful. Very thankful. Anything else you'd like to say to the people before you leave? Yeah, I mean, just to sort of piggyback on what you said, like, I'm still learning. I learned a lot from 54. I thought 54 to me was probably my weakest issue I've ever done to the book. Um, and I mean that in the sense that I think I got so caught up in the idea of trying to establish the Imperial as a threat that I, I lost track of the emotion. I lost track of the Power Rangers. I lost track of the thing that made that story interesting, how they changed because they, they, because they battled this thing and what it was like for them to, to, to go up against something that is as powerful, some, maybe the most powerful weapon, you know, enemy they've ever gone up. And I, I lost track of that. Mm. And I, and, but I think that, but here's the thing. I think sometimes failing at that can be super helpful for a writer because you can look at that and go, okay, why didn't that work for me? Why didn't that work for the fans? How can you make sure that you don't make that mistake going forward? And so that was something that I learned in 54. So going forward in, in Mighty Morphin and, and Power Rangers, I will just say as a tease to this, like that was why we split the series. We sat down and thought, I can't continue to put 47 characters into a 22 page issue, 22 issue page, you know, book. Yeah. And, and like everybody's gonna get the short end of the stick. And so this idea of splitting them, what it what I love is that it lets me, Mighty Morphin, you're I get to go back to a little bit of the fun stuff that I did with 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 Gogo. There's more emotional moments. There's more character died. There's more. We're gonna go back into the past and get in dig into some mythology in ways that we wouldn't have been able to do if I if we hadn't split the book. And then what's really great about Power Rangers is that I wanted them to feel like different style book. I didn't want. I didn't want you to feel like you were just reading a 40-page comic book each week. With you know, that was the way Necessary Evil and worked with with Power Rangers and Gogo. Yeah. Was like. It wasn't, there wasn't a difference in the style of books. So going forward, Power Rangers, like, uh, you know, the structure of the book is different. The, 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 the I'm not doing just four issue arcs anymore. It's, there's single issue arcs, there's two issue arcs. It, 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 um, it, and also it's so free of continuity that they can go anywhere. I'm, I'm using Power Rangers in a lot of ways, like the Mandalorian, in that you're going to see elements and parts of the Power Ranger world that, that you are very familiar with from, from later seasons, but you're gonna see them through the, through the lens of the Omega Rangers and through the lens of where we are at this point in the Power Rangers lore. So like, it, and, and that's gonna let us tap into things that you that I've always wanted to do. So that's the thing that I, I love about being able to split the book and take a little bit more time is it's, it slows everything down. It's gonna hopefully get back to the character stuff and not so much of the plot. Um, and, but at the same time, it's going to dig into stuff that I think we've all been curious about and stuff that I, I just, 
it, I get to slow down. I get to slow down and write this book in a way that I think is character for, first and not just, you know, it's not a, it, I don't, I never wanted the Power Rangers books to just be a freight train towards the, the moments on the show. Right. You know, like I love Cat. Cat's a great character. I don't want to get near Cat for years if I don't have to. If I'm writing this book in four years, we might not still get to Cat. I'm being honest. Because that's just, I don't want this book to just be, it's not, a, it's not a station to get to every moment on the show. Just watch the show. Go watch the show. This is a story about, we, we, spent, a, we spent three years building this huge universe with the Solar Rangers and the, the Coinless universe and the Omega Rangers and, um, and uh, the Empowered and, and everything, all the stuff that we built over the Mighty Morphin. Like, let's, we built this world. Let's take a little time to actually explore it. Let me, let me, t- let me tell you something. I hear that. I'm just giving you a slow clap because that's not just the horn would uh, the horn guy would just come in and be like, uh, 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 uh. like yeah. <laughs> no you oh my gosh like literally you are saying all the things that I'm so glad I'm so glad I am so glad that you said all those things because you know not gonna lie 54 child woo okay yeah. but I mean I'm glad but I'm glad you said it first because you know I'm just you know I'm, I'm glad right, but right. I was like woo okay I just I learned something from that I don't think it was like I, look I think it'll be look it'll be important later but like I'm just saying like I learned to to always to, don't forget the characters don't yes. forget it's not every fight every fight's not just a fight a fight is about revealing who these people are and if it doesn't reveal anything then you didn't need the fight so i'm learning i'm learning thank you thank you ryan pick up mmpr 55 right now thank you guys for everything you do i appreciate it you guys are the best